Welcome to this episode of the Middle Market Growth Conversations podcast. I'm Katie Mulligan, Editor-in-Chief of ACG's magazine, Middle Market Growth. For this week's episode, we're doing something a little different. ACG recently launched a new video channel called Growth TV, and our CEO, Tom Bond, has been interviewing business leaders for a series called At Home with the Middle Market. Today on the podcast, we're using the audio from his interview with Jane Miller, CEO of Lily's, a company based in Boulder, Colorado that makes sugar-free chocolate. Jane and the founder of Lily's were both featured on the cover of the March issue of Middle Market Growth. In that story, we profiled private equity firm VMG Partners and looked at the health and wellness brands that it's worked with, including Spindrift, Perfect Snacks, Justin's, and Lily's. If you haven't read it, check it out after you listen to this interview. We'll include a link in the podcast description. In this interview, you'll hear Jane talk about working with VMG, plus how she's managed the Lilies during the disruption caused by COVID-19, and how the pandemic has changed her leadership style. If you'd prefer to watch the video version, along with others that we've done, head over to acg.org slash growth TV, where you can find them all. Or if you prefer the audio version, stay right here to listen to Tom Bond's interview with Jane Miller, CEO of Lilies. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us on ACG's Growth TV, At Home with the Middle Market. Uh, this is where we continue to look at how our middle market companies are dealing with this pandemic, how they're continuing with their businesses, and how are they managing this crisis. Jane, thank you so much for joining me today. I truly appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So, Jane, you obviously have gone through some explosive growth over the last couple of years uh, with the company and creating some really strong products. You weren't expecting something like this to come along. And I have had the pleasure of talking to some really amazing CEOs, you included. What have you been doing? What is life looking like right now for Lilies with your team, with your communications, with your preparations? Uh, tell me a little bit about what it looks like for Lilies with COVID-19. Wow, Tom, where do I begin? It seems like you know we're we're just getting into week five of this uh, sheltered home for our company, but it it feels like we've been in this for months. Just the the rapid nature of change of how we've had to react to what is happening in the world. So we've got a lot of things going on, and I'll just kind of start dialing through it. And if you have any questions along the way, you know, let me know. But really. Our whole team has just rallied and is shifting tactics and communication like everybody else's. So let me tell you a few things that we're doing. Um, the first thing is, you know, safety and well-being of our employees is job one. Uh, that's the really the most important thing and the thing that we're most concerned about. And, and that's kind of on two levels. One is safety, obviously, from the pandemic. But the other level, which once you get secure in your home, is really having people feel like their jobs are secure and they're part of something that is big and bigger than them and that we're taking care of them during this time. So just a couple of the safety ones. Um, we've been staying at home since March 13th, uh, and I think that's been really, really important. Um, obviously, no travel for business at all with any of our employees. Uh, we have over 40 employees, uh, most of them located in the Colorado market. You know, we've instituted some things that we didn't have before, uh, which is really constant communication. Uh, we have a daily email that goes out from me that gives you know, tidbits, tidbits on the business, 
to give people a sense of what's happening and how things, even though it doesn't feel normal in terms of what's happening in the world, as much normalcy as we can bring to it. So any kind of sales wins that we have, any great things that are happening in marketing and how we're talking to our consumers, we're spending a lot of time, which I'll talk about in a second, with our co-manufacturing partners, talking to them. Uh, they're the ones that are running the factories every day and making sure that we have product in our supply chain. Uh, and so letting people know about those wins, I mean, sending pictures of, uh, you know, of employees of our co-mans that are packing products with their hairnets on, you know, how they're practicing social distancing. Mm -hmm. Um, and different methods like taking temperatures outside of the warehouses. So really communicating a lot on a daily basis. Um, my direct reports are talking to their teams uh, really, really a lot more frequently too. You know, like a lot of people were using Zoom as our primary way to communicate. And, you know, just really trying to make sure that everybody feels like they're part of something. You know, we're actually doing a weekly Zoom call with the whole team to not just do the daily update, but a call to kind of to check in and see how everyone's doing and highlight a few employees where they talk about what they're doing with work and what they're doing from a personal standpoint. Uh, so we've really been really focused on uh, connection within our own group over this time. And I really feel that it's been a game changer for us. And maybe a little bit later, I can talk about how it's gonna change my leadership style. But in terms of kind of the first thing we're doing is safety of our employees. Uh, the second thing, which is really important for a company like us, it is very fast growing, uh, but we don't have any of our own manufacturing, warehousing or distribution system. And we really rely on great partners to be able to make sure that the product is being made in a safe environment and that it moves throughout the system to get to our customers and then ultimately our consumers. Uh, we have about 15 key partners that supply ingredients and packaging, make the product warehouse and ship. Um, my head of operations uh, is Phil Mason. He is a longtime industry executive, and he talks with each one of our co-mans every day to let them know how much confidence we have in them, let them know um, we want to do anything that we can to help, um, making sure that we're communicating about changes in forecast so they can adjust anything from a production standpoint. So I really can't speak enough about the wonderful job that the folks that are running manufacturing plants, and thank goodness chocolate's considered a food necessity, so all of our plants are still running. Uh, Jane, have you seen any specific supply chain issues? Because I was talking through a, to a CEO of a, a cosmetics group the other day, and they had some real challenges coming out of Italy. And obviously, you know, chocolate is, you know, most of the ingredients are not being made in our backyard. So what does that look like right now for you? So, Tom, we have not had any supply chain issues uh, at this point in time. We have everything. All of our product is made here in the U.S., although, as you know, chocolate is sourced uh, mainly from Africa. Uh, but but our uh, key partner in the chocolate world keeps a lot of inventory on hand here. So we are not anticipating any supply shortages at this point in time. We are monitoring that really, really, really carefully. You know, we had, because our business is growing so quickly, you know, we had quite a nice inventory built up. Um, one of our biggest challenges is trying to get that sort of right balance between a fast growth business and how you have enough inventory and a business where you want to make sure that you don't have too much inventory because it right. sucks so much working capital. And so we are really trying to balance that all the time. But to date, we haven't had any issues with supply chain. 
That's great. Now you have, you said 40 staff. Obviously the, the manufacturing is done with your partners. They're obviously still at it, checking temperatures, doing things like that, I'm sure, and all the other safety procedures that we're seeing. Now, are your 40 people though, are they at home? Are they working remote or, or are you all still uh, in the offices? No, our offices have been closed since March 13th. Okay. So everybody is working from home. And again, we're just, uh, we're finding that we're able to work in the virtual world. I think the hardest thing you know, is for, for families that are used to having their kids going off to school and not both parents being home, they don't generally have their home set up for two home offices and a schooling situation. And I think that's really provided a lot of stress, but everybody's been in home and has been, you know, encouraged to be as safe as possible. Um, you know, some of the other things that we're doing is making sure that we are really tied in with our retailers and uh, um, adjusting our programs accordingly. You maybe have heard from other CEOs that some of the retail partners are canceling promotions because they really you know, want to make sure that they have product on the shelf, not trying to just have additional promoted product in the store. But we want to make sure that our consumers still have an opportunity to have great values on Lilies. So we've really switched to and are switching to, because this is just kind of just in time, to a very strong digital program with most of our key yeah. customers where you we're seeing so many more people online ordering, again, like everyone else. Um, but how can they click coupons and uh, clip them, click and clip coupons when they um, order online or also when they're in the store or if they're going to do some kind of pickup. So really trying to be flexible from a uh, tactic standpoint has been yeah. has been super important. Has your message obviously the the route you're 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 sending your message has changed, you know, to a much more digital and, and not in person. But has the message itself changed very much given all everything that's happening? You know, it has really shifted a bit uh, to self care. And really, you know, our message is really about having delicious product uh, without the sugar. So very functional, but I think we've actually tried to shift a bit more to being good to yourself and taking care of yourself uh, and really sort of focusing on that and how lilies can play a role in that. You know, we had a couple of fun campaigns scheduled that had to do something with travel. And obviously that's not a thing. So we changed that. And again, are focused very much on the individual and a lot of recipes, you know, our baking chip business is growing like crazy. Like I'm sure many other companies yeah. that have um, those kind of ingredients. So trying to focus on recipes too. So, so Jane, let's pivot a little bit. Your PE backed uh, BMG is your, is your private mm -hmm. equity backing firm. Uh, I've heard from a lot of people that right now they are feel really fortunate to have private equity behind them for a number of different reasons. What does that look like to you both in the midst of this crisis, but also in general, because I understand that they've helped you a lot with promoting collaboration across their portfolios. And I'd love to, to hear about both pieces of that. VMG is the most amazing partner that uh, a company can have. And I can't really speak highly enough of them. And, and it's on several levels. One is the collaboration that you mentioned. I mean, they are so generous with their resources, so generous in terms of sharing best practices. And we have a CEO forum and a sales forum and a marketing forum and an e-commerce forum and an HR forum and a business analytics forum where we really have a chance for not just me, but for people in my organization to be able to tap into their peers and learn about what they're doing now and how they're sharing best practices. So that is... You know, it's just something that is just so easy to tap into and they're so networked and they really promote this idea of, you know, hashtag VMG family. I, you know, I think the second piece of it is the support that they give 
um, in terms of trusting our judgment about how we're running the business. They're very good businessmen and women. And so we're very even keeled. And I think in a time like this, when there is so much that you don't control um, outside of the world of making and delivering chocolate, that we've got a partner that trusts us, that really uh, understands that we're running a business day to day and and really is tuned into us, but it's not frantic, that is really calm and cool and collected. You know, I'm really blessed with this business in that um, we have a very strong financial situation uh, coming into the pandemic and uh, blessed, as I said, with that. But I, one of the things that's great about having VMG as a partner is if we weren't in that situation, I'm very sure that they would be able to help us financially to make sure that we could bridge uh, the gap, uh, um, whatever we'd need from a liquidity standpoint. A lot of companies have been carved out of the PPP part of the CARES Act, and ACG has been really fighting hard to you know, uh, lift some of those restrictions for affiliated companies that are PE-backed, majority PE-backed and the like. Uh, have you guys been able to participate or are you carved out of that as well? And if so, what, what are your thoughts on that? So from our perspective, and I can only speak for Lily's, not about other companies in the VMG portfolio, we are not trying to participate in that whatsoever. Our business is strong and it's liquid. And if anything, what we're trying to do is just prepare for if there is some kind of a downturn where people decide not to eat chocolate during these times um, and our volume really drops off, that we're prepared to understand what that could mean from a liquidity standpoint um, and that we can make sure we can still make payroll and everything. So our uh, CFO, Lana Borden, who's amazing, has done a tremendous job of a, a variety of scenarios. But we talked about this early on when the act came out. And what we felt was there were so many companies that were so greatly in need of the resources and we weren't one of them. And so it didn't make any sense for us to get in line and take That's a spot from somebody else. Jane, so you're anticipating perhaps a downturn in, in people eating chocolate or not eating chocolate. If people stopped eating chocolate, wouldn't that be considered the end of times? <laughs> yes, even more as the CEO of Lily's. Yes, I think that, like that, that would probably be the signal that this pandemic is like way worse than anything that we thought. But, you know, that's, that's I think um, I think seriously, though, Tom, what we're trying to do is just be fiscally responsible um, because we are trying to understand what's happening with store traffic patterns and how people are buying product. And just again, trying to make sure that our employees can just trust that they have their jobs and their benefits and they're secure during this time. But but um, seriously, let's just hope that chocolate does not go away. <laughs> so the last question I want to pose to you, and that's about this whole idea of leadership and being a CEO and what that world looks like. And what has changed for you as a CEO pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, to me, what has been so fascinating is I've been doing this. So I've been in the food business for 35 years, which I just even hate to admit. And I've been in you know, a CEO or president role for 25 years. And what I have learned in the last four weeks has been game changing for me and what I'm going to do as a leader. And the key thing that I've learned is the importance of people being connected on a more regular basis. So the quick example I'll give you is until the pandemic, once a quarter, I did a town hall meeting with all my employees, once a quarter, which to me seemed great. You know, you get everybody involved and they know what's going on, you know, four times a year. Now we're doing it once a week, which may seem a little bit much um, going forward when we get through this. But once a quarter is irresponsible. I mean, for all of the people that are working remotely, 
I like never realized how disconnected you would feel if you weren't in an office and you didn't know what was going on. So for me, I think that's probably job one is communication. The second thing is I know more about my employees' families, their dogs, their kids, their activities, who does puzzles, who's into video games, who's watching Dukes of Hazard. You know, it's just like all that stuff that I never would have known because, I mean, I feel like I... I'm connected, but it was always connected on a business level. And this, I think, is going to create such an amazing bond in teams. And I can barely say it without crying because it's so emotional to think about how a time like this can make you a better business person. Jane Miller, CEO of Lilies, thank you so much. Be safe and we'll see you on the other side of this. Great. Thanks, Tom. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Middle Market Growth Conversations. Subscribe to the podcast in Apple Podcasts or Google Play, where you can listen to past episodes and hear the next episode in two weeks. While you're there, we'd love if you could rate the show and leave a review to help other listeners find out about us. If you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the podcast, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Please email them to editor at acg.org. I'd also encourage you to check out our website, middlemarketgrowth.org, for more content covering the middle market, private capital investment, and trends in middle market M&A.